Father, Lord, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Father, Lord, as we um, take this charge, O oh God, please breathe upon your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Please take a seat. Today, um, I'll be taking us through something you guys are not even expecting that I'll take us through. Habakkuk chapter 2, from verses 1 to 2. Can you stop that buying and selling? Habakkuk chapter 2, from verses 1 to 2. We'll be looking at the history, vision, and purpose of the RCCG. Looking at the history, vision, and purpose of the RCCG. Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 to 2. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampant. And watch to see what he will say to me. And I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets. That he may run who reads it. Vision. Um, what was making that sound? Vision can be defined as the act or faculty of sin taken from the Greek translation. Um, it can be defined as divine revelation. Proverbs chapter 28, 29 verse 18, sorry. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 18. Proverbs Chapter 29, verse 18, it tells us that where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision. And the purpose of vision is to eliminate confusion. The purpose of vision is to eliminate confusion. Vision also serves to get you committed. That is, to the vision itself. It also serves to destroy ignorance. It also serves to destroy ignorance. Besides this, vision creates a way to honor because once the vision is achieved honor would come having vision honor would come sorry having vision also helps to generate confidence and also helps a person to remain focused 
a specific purpose exists for every life. A specific purpose exists for every family. A specific purpose exists for every ministry. A specific purpose exists for every business. A specific purpose exists for every career. Job chapter 28 and verse 2. Job chapter 28 and verse 2. Job chapter 28 and verse 2. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from all. So vision is received by asking and searching. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. We need to be like Paul who in Acts chapter 9 verse 6 who asked in the book of Acts chapter 9 and verse 6 and he said, so he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Lord, what would you have me do? Habakkuk 2, 1-2 tells us that when we ask, God will show us his vision for us. History is very important in people's lives. The Bible gave the histories and genealogies of many people. If you look at First Samuel chapter, First Samuel chapter nine, verse one, and if you look at Matthew chapter one, from verses one to seventeen, you will see how the Bible broke down histories and the genealogies of certain people. In the scripture, people often talk about their history, background, and identity. Therefore, as part of this ministry, it is very important for every worker to know the history and vision of the redeemed Christian church of God. The RCCG was founded by Parking Diomi who hailed from Ondo State in the western part of Nigeria. He was born in 1909. He grew up as an idol worshipper. But he later converted to Christianity out of a yearning to know the God who created the earth and everyone in it. He was baptized in 1927 in the Church Missionary Society. He joined the Cherubim and Seraphim Church in 1931 because he was not fulfilled as a Christian in the CMS, the Christian Missionary Society, CMS. 
as many of you have been entering CMS bus. While in the CNS, the cherubim and seraphim, a voice told him that you will be my servant. Since this was not his intention, he ignored the voice and went into business ventures for seven years. And during the period, all his business ventures failed. This broke him completely. He finally yielded to God, saying, Lord, I will go wherever you want me to go. I was telling someone recently, and I said to the fellow, I said, what if God wants to hand over this project called Treasure You to you? What would you do? I said, don't have the conversation. Don't have the conversation. Don't have the conversation. When God wants somebody, he will take them by force. But it's also always good for people to yield to God willingly so that it doesn't get to the point where God has to take them by force. 85% of people became pastors in Redeem. I dare say 85% of the early pastors in Redeem. They just told them the pastor is traveling, just manage this shop. The pastor will come back next month. And the pastor never came back. That's how they became pastors. <laughs> hey. So I will go wherever you want me to go. He asked for signs to confirm. So instead of you to, re- re- to, to refute whatever it is they are telling you, go and ask God for signs. If you are the one speaking, show me this sign. If you are the one speaking, show me this sign that you are the one speaking truly. And he asked for signs to confirm that this was indeed God's call. The confirmation came through the Bible passages of Jeremiah chapter 1 from verses 4 to 10. Was this not you saying people should come at 7.15? Eh? So the confirmation came from the Bible passages of Jeremiah chapter 1, 4 to 10. I think we should see. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctify you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, ha, God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms 
to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Uh, somebody said that, somebody in this room said that if I wasn't a pastor, maybe they'll be calling me Don. See, let me tell you something. Look at the ministry of Jesus. Anybody you see around a man of God, anybody you see around a pastor, often, maybe he wants to go somewhere, he wants to do something, he calls that fellow. That may be the next person. In all sincerity, I'm being honest with you. Some of these things are not drama. They are not just things put in place. Mm -mm. You don't build a relationship and follow your past up and down for, uh, for following sake. In the redeemed grace of God, Pastor Debbie was the interpreter to the founder. They went everywhere together, both within and outside of Nigeria. Was not even in the rank, in the ranking, in the top ranking of the church. The day was mentioned, announced as the next person to take over. Some people even left that we know when he came. This small boy, be careful who you are following up and down. <laughs> Amen. So he said, I will go, I will do whatever you want. He continued to worship with the cherubim and seraphim. In 1947, he started to become concerned that the church was departing from the true word of God in some of his practices. By 1952, he felt totally persuaded to leave the church. He started at Willoughby Street, Ebutemeta, Lagos, a house fellowship called the Glory of God Fellowship. Initially, there were nine members. But before long, the fellowship rapidly grew as the news of the miracles that occurred in their midst. Pakidami was an illiterate. But one day, he got a revelation from God about the remain, renaming, renaming of the church, which he scribbed down, which he scribbled down, sorry, because he was illiterate. As redeemed Christian church of God, which is now a household name, in many countries. God made a covenant with Parakindayami that is synonymous to Abraham's covenant. He said that he the Lord will meet all the needs of the church in an awesome way. If only members will serve him faithfully and be obedient to his word. You know, there's something about the redeemed Christian Church of God. I've been privileged to be here now. For about 27 years of my life, 
And I have seen a church where God raises people who are nobody to become somebody. I've seen a church where the grace of God is so evident. I've seen a church where even though there are many expressions but we have stayed true to the true and living word of God as a church. Sometimes in the early 70s, it is upon this covenant, sorry, that the redemption of God was built. Thus, in 1952, the Indian Christian Church of God was born. The church continued to meet at number nine, Willoughby Street, until they relocated to number one to five. Redemption Way, formerly Cemetery Street. At some time in the early 70s, God has spoken to Parkinda and me about his successor. The Lord told him that this man, who was not a member of the church then, will be a young, educated man. <laughs> Thus, when a young university lecturer joined the church in 1973, Papa was able to recognize him in the spirit as the one the Lord had spoken about in the past. This man, Enoch Adejari Adeboe, who was born, who was then a lecturer, sorry, of mathematics in the University of Lagos, soon became involved in the church. He became one of the interpreters translating Parkinson's sermons from Yoruba to English. He was ordained a pastor of the church in 1975. As Papa was preparing to meet his creator, he sent for Pastor Deboe and spent several hours sharing with him details of the covenant and the plans for the church. Even though a year before this, the Lord had revealed to Pastor Deboe that he'll be Papa's successor. It was still difficult for him to fully contemplate such an awesome responsibility. But Josiah Kinderami was 71 years old when he died. And amidst controversies, Pastor Adebui's appointment was formalized. Mark the word controversies. God doesn't choose leaders using Methuselah's spirit. That, ah, this one has been here for... <laughs> That's not God's standard of choosing leaders. I remembered two years before Pastor Tunde Babalola left Treasure Field. We're having Mega Praise Jam. The first one we had at Throne of Grace. And he held my hand. 
everybody were dancing, singing in tone of in tone of grace auditorium where the program was happening. He held my hand. We're walking to and fro the auditorium of Treasure Field. And was kept on talking to me, telling me. A man too is about to fall on you. I believe God may be able to handle it. I believe and pray that God will give you the grace for you to handle it. And, you know, it felt so normal at the time he was saying it until the reality came. Before he formally resigned, I hope you guys remember that he stopped coming to church for about six to eight months. I couldn't sign checks. I couldn't do nothing. I'll call him on Saturday night. Are you coming tomorrow? He said, no, I'm not coming. Are you coming next week? He said, I'll let you know on Saturday. On Saturday night, I'll get a text. I'm not coming. That's why I preached horrible sermons. Because it's on Saturday night that I will know that a guy is not coming. Ah, I preached horrible sermons. Ah, nah. I preached horrible sermons that year. We keep getting better by the grace of God as you continue to become, remain steadfast in the commission and in the assignment. So God doesn't choose perfect people with very beautiful CVs. God doesn't even need your CV. He just needs you to yield to him and he will perfect your CV by yielding to him. You perfect your CV by yielding to him by the grace of God. I mean, free-spirited pastor. We are going to shut down a parish under the area that I sit on and merge two parish together because of your own. The two pastors have been calling, Pastor, you will come. Come and make the formal announcement. And I said to them, I don't leave our church. So if you have had it before that your area of zona pastors don't sit down in their church and they just jump all over the place. Yeah, we'll sit down in our church. So you guys like beat each other, we'll settle it for you as the time comes. Because mistakes is part of the learning curve. Will you make mistakes? Yes, we'll make mistakes. Since 1981, an open explosion began with the number of parishes growing in leaps and bounds. That's when Pastor Debe took over. At the last count, there are over 2,000 parishes of the redeemed grace of God in Nigeria. Now, over 10,000. I can confirm. On the international scene, the church is present in African nations. The church is present in Europe. The 
church is present in, I think I was in, I was in Switzerland one particular year. So I just woke up Sunday morning, I just looked at the dream game of God, and I saw one not too far from where I was on the map, even though I didn't go. I just sat down and connected to Treasure in Instagram Live. So everywhere you go, you see the dream game of God. In America and the likes. Pastor Bisi was sharing with me last week or two weeks ago that he went to America, he went to Florida. He named the name of the place. You take plane, you take you fly again. That the dreams of God is inside one small city that is not even on the map. That they, he went there and you know they took him there. And I'm like, how did you people get here? And that's the spread that God has helped us with as a church. Today, God is still doing miraculous deeds through the dream grounds of God worldwide. One of the well-known programs of the church is the Holy Ghost service, an all-night miracle service that holds on the first Fridays of every month. The Holy Ghost service now holds in London quarterly and in other parts of the world another major service is the Holy Ghost Congress which holds in the second week of December every year the redemption come some of the promises of the Lord to the redeemed kings of God are as follows in case you have not heard this before you can take it down some of the promises of God to the redeemed kings of God number one that he will meet this church on his return that he will meet this church on his return. Number two, that this church will become a model to the old world. That this church will become a model to the old world. And number three, that other churches from all over the world would come and learn and worship in this church. And the RCCG mission statements are as follows. Number one, to make heaven Number two, to take as many people as possible with us. Number three, to have a member of our CCG in every family of all nations. Number four, to accomplish number one, above. Holiness will be our lifestyle. Number five, to accomplish number two and three, above. We will plant churches within five minutes walking distance in every city and town of developing countries. And within five minutes driving distance in every city and town of developed countries. We will pursue these objectives until every nation in the world is reached for Christ our Lord. Amen. So the power of vision. In conclusion, as you key into the vision of the church, it is our prayer that you will run with the vision, exceed all expectations, and do exceedingly well in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, that is the history 
the history, vision, and purpose of the redeemed Christian Church of God. So I want to announce to you that you are in safe hands. You are in a safe place. A young man here asked me a question a few months ago. He said, what do you think about this pastor, one of all these churches people jump to? I said, I don't have anything against the pastor. But for me, if I would want to sit under a pastor, number one, for me, is so important. Who ordained him? Number two, has he done this for 15, 20 years without any scratch? Then we can have a conversation. If you are asking me, oh, I know. Acts chapter 9 and verse 6, we read it as we were talking. Apostle Paul asked God, what would you have me do? And God said to him, you will now get up and go to a place I have told you. That place, he told him, was that street called streets. There were elders waiting for him to tutor to nurture, and to commission him into the work of God. So he asked me, and I said, for me, who ordained him? Because you, would, you are an exact replica of the person who mentored and ordained you. Again, I say, you are in safe hands. And let me address this issue once and for all. I don't go on Twitter anymore for years now. It has become a war zone. And it's so unfortunate that you see young people recently the way they massacred Pastor Adepoye on Twitter, young people like you and me. I don't want to assume that some of you are not part of it. I don't know if you are part of it. But if you are part of it, stop it. You cannot go on social media and start to wash founding fathers of faith. When someone was talking to me about this, I said, if for no reason I don't want to respect Pastor Adeboe as a person, but at least let me even respect the fact that he's older than my father. So the way I would not speak to my father at home, whether I'm hiding behind keypad or not, I, would, I shouldn't speak to him. That if I want to live long. And again, 
somebody sat down in his palace. Nigeria is fast becoming a... We want to behave like a civilized country if we, want, if we feel like when it favors us. But eventually, that's our destination. You cannot afford to make unguarded statements anymore. I've heard of people who tweeted um, things that are not nice before they knew. If you want to know that Nigerian police knows work, forget all these games you guys are playing with Boko Haram. Go and fraud Nigerian bank and go and tweet nonsense. You know they know your address. They will pick you up. So if you hide behind the key, be careful what you tweet. Be careful what you say. Be careful. Democracy, democracy, freedom of speech, freedom of there is freedom of speech, but freedom after speech is not guaranteed. Let's go for Sunday school. <laughs>